Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Navigators Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week, we discuss faith, family, and the cultural trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join Tyler Robertson as we study God's Word together. What is the most neglected Christian responsibility today? What do you think it is? Is it baptism? Uh, Is it church membership? Is it um, service? Is it in our worship? What is the most, the Christian responsibility that we most neglect? Overall, I you know, this is a very biased thing, but I, I, I certainly believe, and I truly believe, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, neglected Christian responsibility is this thing of winning souls, of bringing souls to Jesus Christ and being faithful in the Great Commission and sharing the gospel with other people. You know, we live in a society where a lot of people, they like to scream really loud, Right? on social media, on all kinds of different things, all kinds of different platforms. Everybody's got a platform, and everybody wants to say something. But in a day and age where many people like to say something, I believe truly we're not saying much at all. We have we have gotten so focused on some of these side topics. We've gotten so focused on the hot-button topics that get the headlines, right, that get the retweets, that get the shares and likes on Facebook, Uh, that we've neglected somewhat the responsibility of giving other people the gospel of Jesus Christ. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but you know, so often uh, we think that our life, you know, it will live, or we'll live our life and people will look at us and they'll, they'll wonder, okay, what's different? And they'll ask, yeah, that happens, but let's be honest with ourselves. Uh, we have somewhat neglected and put aside the verbal confrontational aspect of soul winning. And we've said, well, we'll live right, and hopefully they'll ask, or we'll, 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 we'll tweet some things here and there that are kind of gospel-centered. But are we really actively engaging people on a regular basis? Are we actively engaging them in the hope that's in Jesus Christ? Um, my son's school teacher used to always say this. He used to always say that, the first thing that that slipped as a Christian, the first thing he could tell that he if he just started getting cold as a believer, the first thing that went was this thing of soul winning. It was being faithful and giving other people the gospel. And I would have to second that. The first thing that slips in my life, the, one of the first priorities that I kind of cut off the list uh, of my Christian responsibilities and obligations is this thing of giving other people the hope. That is in Jesus Christ. Do you remember the moment that you got saved? I mean, just go back there in your in your mind. Go back there in your mind and remember the moment that you got saved, when God saved you out of a life of sin, 
when God saved you out of a life of, of, of condemnation. He saved you out of that life. He saved you from death. He suffered the penalty for you. He applied the blood. You are reborn. You were literally regenerated. You were reborn in Christ. He did that for you. And remember how excited you were when you got saved? You just you wanted to tell everybody. You were at you were like the woman at the well. You wanted to tell everybody that you could tell about what Jesus has done for you. Well, what happened? What was it that changed? What was what was what was it that quenched the fire in your soul to tell other people about the gospel? You know, if we're not careful, so often we can get used to Christ. We can get used to having the hope living in us and having the truth of the gospel in our minds and in our hearts. And we we almost have this selfish mentality towards the gospel where we want to keep it for ourselves. It's like that precious uh, piece of jewelry that we want to keep locked away in the safe. But that is the wonderful secret, the open secret about the gospel is that it's open. It is, it's for everyone. It is not just for us. And I'm glad someone was faithful enough to the Lord and to the gospel to share the truth with me. And so shouldn't I, out of obligation, out of a heart of thanksgiving, give other people the truth that's in Jesus Christ? For the next couple of weeks, I'm so excited. We are starting today a new series called Soul Focused. Soul Focused. And what are we doing? We are focusing in on souls, focusing in on uh, people. Because if we're not careful, we get focused on numbers. We get focused on this or that. And and we get so sidetracked by all this extra stuff when God says, hey, in Christ's ministry screams out to us and testifies to us that he was about souls. He was about reaching other people uh, with hope. And look what, look, look what it says. Look what Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and into the uttermost part of the earth. And I love that phrase. It says, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. Ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in Judea, and in Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. He's saying, hey, everywhere you are, you shall be witnesses of me. I am leaving you now. But you are to take the message, take the truth that I've given you, and give it to other people. And you know we we have all kinds of excuses, don't we? We have uh, we have questions, and we get scared, right? But what what if what if I'm scared to talk to people, right? What if it's just not my personality? Some people say that. Uh, or where do I start? You know, I, I I'm knocking on the door, I am at their front door, I'm ready to engage, but where do I start? How do I open up? I I don't know. How much is too much? Sometimes people can get talking and talking and talking because they're really nervous, right? How much is too much? Or in this thing of soul winning, in this thing of winning souls to Jesus, I want to do this, but what if they start to argue with me? Where where do I go? How do I know when to quit, right? Because there is a time to quit and there is a time to turn away the argument because it's not getting anywhere. It's not helping anyone. So what is where? How do how can I identify that point? Or maybe they just got saved. They just trusted Christ. I knocked on this door. I gave them the gospel. I engaged them with the gospel. 
They were ready to receive. They received Christ as Savior. And now what? <laughs> now what do, I, what do I do? So many people have so many questions, but thankfully Christ has the answers. In regards to this thing of soul winning and giving the gospel and personal evangelism, God has answers, and we're going to look at for the next few weeks this thing of soul focus. And I'm just going to give you kind of the, the the golden nuggets or the highlights of what we're going to talk about for the next few weeks. Next week, we're going to dive right into the first part of this series called Know the Facts. So we're going to talk about knowing the facts. How can we know the facts? What are what are the facts? What do you even mean? Well, number one, we're going to look at the demand. And we're going to look at this course in more detail. But the demand. On average, 66,000 people die every day without the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Think about that. 66,000 people. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about more statistics and more facts that help us understand there is a high demand for Christian soul winners. There is a high demand for people to be actively, confrontationally engaging people with the gospel. And when I say confrontationally, I'm not talking about going out and and preaching like you're glad people go to hell. That's not what I want you to do at all. That's not what Christ wants us to do. Uh, But when I mean confrontational, I'm simply meaning you're engaging them with the truth. And the truth is what's confrontational, right? The truth is what testifies that their lifestyle is not right. Or the truth is what testifies, hey, I'm lost, therefore I need a Savior, right? The truth does that confronting by itself. You're simply the messenger boy. You're simply giving them the truth. And we're going to look at that. The great and high demand for laborers, the harvest, it truly is plenty, but the laborers are few. Then we're going to look at the delusion. Many Christians, we have excuses that we like to run to, like, I don't have time, or or what if they reject me, right? That's one of the greatest, strongest human emotions is rejection. And what if, what if they reject me? What do I do? Right? There's a great delusion in our heads, and we like to play these little mind games with us. And many times we make it a way, a, a way of escape for ourselves, uh, for not fulfilling the obligation of giving others the gospel. So we'll look at that, the delusion. And then we'll look at the devastation. What is the devastation? The devastation is that there's judgment to come, right? That's why we do what we do. That's why we give the gospel. That's why we ought to actively engage others with the gospel because there is a devastation. There is a judgment that is coming, and we've got to understand that we don't have much time left, right? The harvest, it's ready. It's already there. It is ready, and we must go forth in obedience. And so we're going to talk about that the first weeks, to know the facts. And then the second week, we're going to talk about, and remember, this is on Thursday for our Readers Group and this Navigators podcast. So if you want to get connected with that, just go. you can go to my website at tylerarobertson.com. And you can subscribe right on the front page there uh, to this study. And every single Thursday, you'll get emails and notifications that the that podcast is up. And you can read it if you'd like to do that and all of that. And hopefully we'll put it, package it away into a resource for you later on. Uh, but that's what we're going to talk about the first week. Know the facts. And then the second week, we're going to dive right into setting our focus. Setting our focus, and we talked about it, our focus is on souls, right? It's on people. These are people that are eternal, that are going to live eternally either in heaven or in hell. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the mandate for witnessing. What's the mandate? We've already kind of looked at it. The mandate, it's a, it's a command. It's not just 
a good suggestion to go soul winning. It is a command of Christ. It is a mandate or a demand of Christ. We're going to look at that. We're going to look at the management for life. Well, I understand I need to go soul winning. I understand that's important. Well, how do I manage my schedule? How do I manage my life? What if my work schedule and my my kids make my schedule crazy? What What do I do in that case? We'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about the master soul winner. The master, who was the master soul winner? Well, we know that's Christ. We're going to look at Christ kind of specifically in his life and kind of break that down. Okay, what did Christ do? What was his approach to people? What was his approach to winning souls? Was it one of of fiery judgment or was it one uh, that was in compassion and love? And I think we'll see that there's much of both. Because remember, when Jesus does something, just because he does something in love doesn't mean he's lacking in judgment. He is perfect in all of his characteristics at all times. So even when he goes into the temple and he turns the table over uh, in anger and says, you've made you know, a house of prayer, you've made it a den of thieves, when he did that, he did that in perfect love and perfect compassion. Right? He didn't lack in compassion simply because you saw a display of judgment. Right, And that's the kind of approach that we ought to have. It's one of love. It is one of grace. But we give the truth as well. And so we'll talk about that. And Jesus, the master soul winner. And then we'll talk about the miracles of the gospel. What is the gospel? What does it do to someone? What does it do in you? And what does it do in someone else? And I think that's one of the most refreshing things as a believer is seeing someone else come to, to the knowledge and the faith of Jesus Christ, being able to see. It's almost like you reliving your testimony again. You're seeing the power and the work of the gospel in somebody else's lives. And those will, those will be principles that you know we know. But we need to be so reminded because we got to preach the gospel to ourselves, right? We've got to preach the gospel to ourselves because if we don't do that, uh, then we're going to live in a very dead and a very uh, hopeless way. Even though we've got the hope living inside of us, if we don't preach it to ourselves often, uh, we can get so complacent in our responsibilities and our service to God and our obedience and surrender to him. So we'll talk about that the second week. And then the third week, we're going to talk about exercising the biblical formula. So first first of all, we're going to talk about knowing the facts, and then setting our focus, and then exercising the biblical formula for soul winning. All right? And I don't really like that word formula, but it was starts with the letter F, so it kind of helps us out a little bit. <laughs> Exercise the biblical formula. We're going to look at Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, we're going to dive right into that passage and go to Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, how God took Philip from a fruitful ministry in Samaria, which kind of didn't make sense, and said, hey, I've got one guy in the desert that I want you to reach. And so Philip says, okay, I guess I'll go. So we'll look at that. We'll look at the place where he was called. He went to a desert place and how God sometimes he brings us into desert places to bring us in front of people or to get us in front of people that are in need. And then we'll look at the person he was to reach. Who was the person? We'll look into the life of the Ethiopian eunuch a little bit and what we kind of know about him. And uh, we'll look into that and we'll see God's emphasis on the individual. And then we'll look at the prompting of the Holy Spirit. How how Philip was so obedient to just every move that God told him to do. Everything that God told him to do. He was saying, okay, I'll go. Arise and go. And he arose and went. Um, go near and join thyself to the chariot. And he did. So we see that. And that's such that's so soul winning, isn't it? 
God says, hey, he knocks on the door of your heart, and he says, hey, go to that person and witness, or go over there and give that person a gospel tract, right? That's so the battle of soul winning, whether we're going to listen to the Holy Spirit inside of us or not. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about the preparation of the divine appointment. God is always working on the back end, right? He's always working on the back end, and you may think, okay, this is a random house, this is a random door, I don't even know why I'm in this neighborhood, and God may be working in the heart of that individual that's on the other side of that door. God's always working in the background, always, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the pivotal questions that the Ethiopian eunuch asked. What was the pivotal questions that he asked? Um, it was how and whom, how and whom, and that's what the the world is asking. It's saying, okay, I want to be saved, but how? And then of whom? Who is the true God, right? And that's what all all religions boil down to is that one principle of who is Jesus, who is Jesus, and who is the one and true God, right? And so we'll talk about those pivotal questions, and then we'll talk about the plea of Jesus. The Bible says that, I love it, Philip, he started in Isaiah 53, which the Ethiopian eunuch was reading, and he starts there, and what does the Bible say? He preaches unto him Jesus. Jesus is on every page, and if you don't know what to say, preach Jesus. Teach Jesus. Talk about Jesus. And we'll talk about a present and a past testimony. And then we'll talk about the pursuit of discipleship. Okay? He didn't just stop there. Philip didn't just stop there. He he encouraged the Ethiopian eunuch to be baptized. And baptism doesn't have anything to do with being saved. Okay? Some believe that it's part of the process of being saved, but that's not scriptural. Okay? Uh, salvation is by grace through faith alone in Jesus Christ. Baptism is simply a testifying that you've done that. And... So we see the pursuit of discipleship, and okay, now what Now what do we do? Now that we've won someone to Christ, we'll talk about that. And then the last and the final week, which I'm excited about, we'll talk about, so first of all, knowing the facts, setting our focus, exercising the biblical formula, and then number four, we're going to talk about being faithful. How can we put some practical steps in, in our life? How can we put some practical things in place to be faithful in sharing the gospel? Some reminders that we can set and, you know, all of these different things, maybe some some tools as well that we can use uh, to faithfully give the gospel and to get others, to encourage others to give the gospel as well. We'll talk about that, and we're going to specifically, that fourth week, we're going to answer specific questions that you have. So... It's really cool. You can go to tyleraroberson.com slash read, okay, slash read. All of our collections, like all the studies that we do like this, that are one, two, three, four, five weeks long, all of our collections, we call those collections, we put those together for you. Uh, it, when we have video content later on, we'll put that there. And the podcasts and all that stuff are in those 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 reads, uh, those articles. And so you can go there and find all those collections. Well, in the Soul Focus collection, you click on Soul Focus, you see the whole series is going to show up there week after week. And uh, there's a little box that prompts you to answer or to put in a question. What is the number one question that you have as far as sharing your faith with other people? Maybe it's... You know, where do I start? Some of the questions we mentioned earlier. Where do I start? Okay, they got saved. Now what? Those kind of questions, what do you want me to answer that fourth week? Okay, so four weeks from now, we're going to do that. So if you have a question that you want to be answered and recognized on the podcast and on the episode, then then uh, go to TylerAroberson.com. 
slash soul focus or slash read and you'll see that collection there click on that and then just answer that really quick form and put in your question and we will answer that question um on that fourth week and so and as long and as i said we'll give you some just some really practical tips of how can i be faithful in giving the gospel to other people so i'm really excited about the weeks ahead that's kind of a detailed breakdown of what's coming and i hope you'll get involved once again you can go to my website subscribe to this to this specific study and uh, it'll give you all the notifications for it and everything and i'm really looking forward to it god has done a work in my heart of being soul focused and he's putting it to the test right now in my life and i can't wait to share uh, what god's put on my heart with you and i hope you'll come and you'll join us. Thank you for listening to the Navigators Podcast. Visit tylerarobertson.com and subscribe to our readers group for helpful articles, podcast updates, and book releases. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tyleraroberson.com. tyleraroberson.com and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.